Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to Top Stories. I'm Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the Bugle archives once again for the biggest story from sometime in the relatively recent past of humanity. Cast your mind back now to September 2010 and those exciting days in the UK when the Pope graced us with his presence. It's issue 127 of the Bugle, entitled 12 Friends and One Champion. Here I am with John Oliver. Any visit like this requires a very deft, diplomatic touch with the inherent tensions available. Sadly, the visit got off to a bad start before it had even begun, when a senior papal advisor said that arriving at Heathrow Airport is like entering a third world country. (laughs) Presumably, that is not a compliment, Andy. He didn't mean one of those state-of-the-art third world airports with giant plasma screen departure boards, elegant water features, indoor monorails and three-storey Cinnabons. (laughs) Cinnawats? Cinnabons, Andy. What are they? They're, they're a fixture oh, of uh, American airports. It's, Cinnabons. Uh, you, yeah, you can get a cinnamon roll. 
cinnamon bun. Oh, right, I see. I thought it was yep. like some Jewish thing. No, it was like a no, cross it between a, a synagogue and a, I don't know, a, a James Bond theme park. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I would patent that very quickly, Andy. <laughs> well, I thought when he said that, he was actually... Not being... open Saturdays. <laughs> It was. Uh, I thought he was being pretty complimentary, because you know I've, I haven't travelled at Heathrow for a few years now. But when I last travelled there, it wasn't like the third world, John. It was like the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> so I think describing it as a third world suggests they've made some major improvements. The, the cardinal who made these comments was uh, apparently unable to make the trip to the UK after he was suddenly taken ill. And I'm guessing that the Vatican doctor was instructed to make that diagnosis to him. Uh, Cardinal, how do you feel? I'm actually feeling fine. No, you're not. You're feeling like you don't want to get on a plane. No, I'm very much looking forward to the trip. No, you're not. You're coming down with a nasty case of shut your f***ing mouth. <laughs> the best thing you can do is drink lots of fluids, stay exactly where you are for the next four days, and shut your f***ing mouth. <laughs> but instead of doing that... The Cardinal doubled down on his comments, <laughs> claiming that he was actually referring to Britain's immigrants. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Everybody calm down. This is a huge misunderstanding. I was just being racist. <laughs> Are we good now? <laughs> well, despite this, 70,000 people apparently turned up to the mass in Glasgow uh, yesterday, John. Uh, that's the mm -hmm. biggest live audience any touring character act has drawn in Britain for years. <laughs> but still well down on the 1982 Pope, who was uh, much, much better Pope, much for my money, you know. Just, he had that, he had it. He had that X factor. Yeah. You know, he was, uh, he was like, he was like the Jimi <laughs> Hendrix Jimmy... of Catholicism. <laughs> By X factor, do you mean cross? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's what they call it, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, but his, his audience has gone down since 1982, clearly, and... It shows if you don't keep up your touring momentum, you know, you keep, got to yeah. keep coming back and You're building right. up the crowd. You're right. It doesn't help when you basically did exactly the same material as John Paul II did, uh, yeah. did in 82. But uh, I know the crowd at big outdoor gigs do want to hear the old favourites, as you say, but he's got to freshen it up. You have to freshen it up. It's hard to know what was really going on with these Cardinals' comments, Andy. Is the Vatican really that stupid? Well, that is entirely possible. In fact, it's borderline probable. Or... <laughs> Are they, in fact, diabolical geniuses? Is this just a clever cup-and-ball distraction trick to try and make people in Britain forget that they're actually supposed to be angry about child abuse scandals? That there you was you no... shouldn't use cupping balls as... Uh, yeah, that's in true. In a sentence like that, Tom. That's, yeah, my, I, I'll take that back. There was, there was no way, though, that the Queen, the Queen, the big Q, Andy, Q unit... There was no way she was going to let that kind of comment go unchallenged. So she broke out some of the Windsor family's trademark passive aggression, apparently remarking to the Pope when he arrived that he'd arrived in a rather small car. <laughs> oh, shit! Have a taste, Benny! You just got queen-slapped! She did not just talk shit about your Pope-mobile. That did not just happen. You just got royally served. You got put in your gold-plated place. The interesting thing, the Pope Mobile has been souped up a bit for this visit. It's been fitted with satellite navigation, uh, with directions giving, uh, given mm -hmm. in a booming voice of God and in uh -huh. Latin. Uh, also has wireless internet so the Pope can tweet uh, blessings whilst driving around. And on Sunday at the famous Silverstone racetrack, Britain's top 20 Pope impersonators are going to race specially souped up Pope Mobiles at speeds of up to 175 miles an hour. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's, it's strange you say that, Andy, because... Thankfully, there was at least some British subjects on TV over here who seemed to be a little more impressed with the Pope's choice of wheels. Because <laughs> there was a reporter who was talking to some Scottish school kids, one of whom said to him 
uh, said to the reporter that the Pope-mobile goes 150 miles an hour. (laughs) The reporter was stunned, partly because of the speed in question, partly because of the confidence with which the kid spewed the pseudo-fact, and I guess partly because he just didn't want to be the one to break the child's heart by telling him that's not necessarily true. Why can't we just let children have their innocence for a little longer, Andy? I remember you telling me that you'll never forget the day that your parents told you that the Pope couldn't fly. And... (laughs) That he didn't, in fact, come through the grill of your air conditioning unit every Easter to leave chocolate <laughs> eggs to thank you for killing Jesus. <laughs> well, I found out that he couldn't fly when I dropped him out of a window. <laughs> he flapped, but he did not fly. <laughs> but it has been quite a controversial uh, visit uh, here, John. And I, I did a, a gig last Monday for the uh, British Humanist Association as part mm-hmm. of their protest, the Pope. They, m- they must be must be thrilled about this trip. Well, yeah, it's been, yeah, I mean, it's given them uh, something to get out of bed in the morning for, I guess. But uh, I, I will say thank you. I'm a huge fan of the British Humanist Association, mm-hmm. particularly after uh, one of them, and I, I'm fortunate I didn't get to, to meet him properly, gave me uh, a bag with uh, three packets of biscuits and a Ooh. card from the British Humanist Association buglers yeah. and oh, nice. a, a photograph of Florence Nightingale playing cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Almost an icon, if you will, ironically. Very good. But um, this visit has cost the British taxpayer £12 million, John. <laughs> £12 million. And this has caused some controversy. So I guess the correct response to that level of expenditure from the public purse in these times of straightened expenditure when first-born babies are being drowned just to keep the benefits bill down. £12 million quid is being spent on the post visit. Well, I guess the instant reaction to that is... Well, it's not that much. Just 25p each. I reckon we can stomach it. I know most people think he's a bit of a weirdo, dresses up like a crackpot, but a lot of people do seem to buy into his repent, you shitbags, or you'll f***ing cop it big time when you're dead shtick. So it's just not It's not that much. I, I wish we'd stop whinging at every single bit of public expenditure that does not benefit us each individually directly. The greater concern is that there does appear to be a reasonable legal case that he should be arrested and tried. Not just for impersonating a police officer. Mm -hmm. He's guilty of that, although it was a police officer who'd gone undercover as the Pope. But for his role in covering up the child abuse that appears to have become rather more widespread in the Catholic Church than the teachings of uh, Jesus Christ, explicitly encourage, if I remember the Bible correctly Uh from my school days. Uh I guess it depends on how you interpret the words suffer the little children. But, I mean, this is the problem with Jesus. He spoke in a weird language, and he often mumbled. (laughs) And with hindsight, it would be nice to have been a bit more explicit on issues such as whether or not it's okay for priests to rape children, uh, and whether Inquisition should use polite questioning or institutionalised torture and murder, and other stuff like that. There's just been too many misunderstandings down the years, John, and it's about time the man at the top started accepting responsibility. It is. It is. It's a little hard to swallow. Just con- the only thing is, considering how wealthy the Catholic Church is, yeah. and quite how financially <laughs> fucked Britain is. But he is, uh, does seem to be attempting to brush uh, this issue uh, under a carpet that is already scraping the ceiling due to centuries of stuff previously brushed under it. Uh, whilst the immortal Vatican doggy lies on top, trying to have a snooze, thinking to himself, "This carpet ain't as comfy as it used to be. It keeps wriggling. Woof woof." <laughs> Uh, And the Pope, uh, in 2001, um, uh, the then Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, named, in fact, uh, due to his father's incredible ability to zing rats. (laughs) Hey, Greyface, still scrabbling around in filth to make a living. Loser! Um, He, um, in 2001... He wrote to every bishop in the world. Andy, that is, you're going to have to just let me have a little bit longer with that one. 
<laughs> that's, that's too funny to just carry on. <laughs> but we all need to have just a moment to let that sink in, Ratzinger. <laughs> OK, now continue. Yeah. I mean, he's picking on an easy target, to be fair, but he did it well. <laughs> so, um, anyway, in 2001, Ratzinger yeah. wrote to every bishop in the world, telling them that uh, allegations of abuse must be dealt with, quote, in absolute secrecy, completely suppressed by perpetual silence. Oh, my so he, God. So he kept stumped oh He went pop-a-dope and hoped that the issue would punch <laughs> itself out George Foreman style <laughs> instead of carrying on chirping up irritatingly George Formby style. But it turns out the tried-and-tested tactic of trying to eradicate paedophile priests by ignoring them, not punishing them, and whistling loudly has not proved that successful so far. But um, I think we just need to let it have a bit of time. The Pope is, uh, is clearly concerned about the spiritual direction in which the UK is heading, talking about an aggressively atheist undercurrent and atheist extremists at work in the country, as if there are atheist terrorists, Andy, blowing themselves up for an afterlife paradise they do not believe exists, <laughs> screaming, there is no God, and this is a futile gesture, before pressing the detonator button and yelling, see you all in the void of nothingness. <laughs> but is, is it true, Andy? Are we really aggressively atheist as a nation now or is it or is britain and religion not just slightly growing apart like we're in a stale marriage you know we have different interests now we've changed over the years we're not going to split up we're just going to stay together until death do us part just in case that whole afterlife thing has something in it we're basically friends with hypothetical benefits <laughs> i don't know i think uh, he says aggressive um, atheism i think He's mixing that up with alcoholism. I think that's oh, right. a language barrier thing. I think you meant okay. to say that. That's Bearing in mind that his first that stop was Glasgow. Yeah. Take yeah. that, Scotland! <laughs> you do like a wee drop! <laughs> but uh, he, he's been buttering us up, though, John. He's been saying a lot of nice things about Britain. Um, and uh, as he said, in, in this challenging enterprise, may, it always maintain, may Britain always maintain its respect for those traditional values and cultural expressions that more aggressive forms of secularism no longer value or even tolerate. Um, now, what? Yeah, I mean, being lectured on tolerance from a man with a slightly yeah. questionable record on yeah. dealing with child abuse, it, I mean, it, it, it stings a little bit, John, to be honest, uh, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a citizen of the United Kingdom, as I still am. Uh, are you, do you still have the papers? Yeah, or not? yeah. yes, yeah? I do, Andy. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll f***ing use them every now and again, mate. <laughs> um, but... Uh, God, it's been awfully sweary, the bugle, recently. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Chris, any any suggestions? Well, um, maybe you just need to listen to the words of the Pope. All right. Ooh. What did he say? Don't f***ing swear. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's that's now 12 f***s <laughs> one c*** today. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, yeah. now I've just said that, <laughs> yeah. that's 13 it's too. too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 12 f***s one c***. That's pretty much the uh, Jewish attitude to the New Testament, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. I'm going to burn is, in hell for that. I'm going to burn was, in hell for that joke. That's a way to make the absolutely foul truly sublime. <laughs> <laughs> well, having listened to that little blast from the past, you probably want to listen to something a little newer. Well, go and listen to the current episode of The Bugle via thebuglepodcast.com or anywhere else on the internet that does podcasts. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 